0: Me. Gang, gang. Yeah, uh, my Wi-Fi's been acting weird today. Really? Um, so I'm on my phone right now. Oh, it looks good. Yeah, it's
1: good. Sounds yeah,
0: good. Ready to? Yeah, it's crystal
1: just... so clear. You see how scrubby I look? Look at this. What is this?
0: Yo, I'm trying to figure out what's going on with the top of my head. Like, what, what is going on with my hair? It's like I just got a haircut. I to say with the side. I just feel like it's too tall right now. And it, huh. uh, but here's the thing: nothing, nothing against my dad, but he's he's not as strong with the lineups, you know. So he doesn't typically line my stuff up. Because All when you right. go to a barber, they be making sure your hair line hella crispy. But I I I still love him, you know. He's doing his thing.
1: I think I think for a home haircut, it's pretty damn good. It's, it's better than like like you wearing a hat all the time, you know, because you don't yeah, want to.
0: like, Cause you like, like back yeah. inside the house.
1: Okay, I dig it. Okay, it's a bit of an old school rule. I like that. Maybe that's Yo, why I, got... I, I wear a hat all the time. Oh, that's dope. That's dope.
0: Yeah, I, I got it for Christmas. I thought it was a sweatshirt, but it's actually just a shirt. Oh, uh, but it's a Dragon Ball T-shirt. You see, it's got Piccolo. It got Goku. Uh, everybody, you, uh, Gohan, yep. Yeah, everybody, the
1: whole gang. That's dope. I, that's Gohan. dope. Uh, yep. I would be lying if I if I knew exactly who those characters were because I the only thing I ever messed with, um, in that realm is probably not even in that realm. Um, but I was into Pokemon back yeah, in the day. Would, you know what yeah. I, mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah, me the I mean? and then when the game came out on the phone, I was stupid for that game.
0: Oh yeah! Do you remember yeah, that yeah. when everybody was
1: playing Pokemon Go? Yeah, people got killed. I
0: think people got killed. Yeah, because people, like cl- people were like walking
1: off a cliff. People were like walking off a cliffs and shit.
0: Yeah, I used to have uh, a of Pokemon games for um, the Game Boy Advance SP and the Game Boy Advance Color. And oh, the Game Boy uh, Advance, yes. And then I also had Pokemon cards. I didn't know how to play them. I just had some but well,
1: I mostly had Yu-Gi-Oh cards. Okay, I, yeah. When I was a kid there, this, this is gonna sound so old school. This is a very different intro for us, but we do have to talk about food in a second. But when I was young, and I think they made a comeback and there were these things called Garbage Pail Kids. Do you remember, there was this thing back in the eighties called Cabbage Patch Kids,
0: yes. where they were like,
1: <laughs> like baby dolls, right? But yeah. everybody had one. Even boys had one. You get like, like everybody had one. I had a cabbage patch kid, I think. Anyway, but then so there, there was groups of people, just like anything. They're like, oh, we don't like like, you know, dolls or for you know for girls or these kind of people or whatever or wimps or so they came out yeah. with these. Well, you know, uh, they came out with these anti cabbage patch kid cards called garbage pail kids so they were like they were they were hilarious and i used to collect them they would be like just disgusting things like they'd be like i don't know they they just had disgusting stuff like maybe like a baby covered in snot or something like it was so disgusting but i mean i when you're when you're a young boy you know at least for me i was into that shit anyway i digress let's let's flip a 180 i ate a biscuit from my lobster you had lobster no i
0: had a biscuit from oh, my lobster. Red lobster oh so the
1: cheddar biscuit oh yeah the cheddar biscuits are eight plus uh, that's what i've had i know I, I haven't really been that hungry today but i know i gotta
0: eat something but i had a cheddar biscuit and that was very satisfying for
1: me. Well, that was because yesterday, we both ate really well.
0: We did. Uh, I ate so a week. lot of food. We,
1: we hung out yesterday for everybody out there.
0: We're uh, we, we, we're with a mask. Yes, with masks, day. yes.
1: We stayed sure. quite quite far apart the whole quite time. Uh, Except huh. we we And yes, we were on TikTok close together, but wearing masks. Just to get that out of the way, so nobody asked. Us. Okay. Yes. Now that that's out of the way. We ordered food, and I feel like we do have our go-tos when we hang out, and yesterday you were like, let's get Flip Burger again, which I was not opposed yeah. to, because I had, had Flip Burger. Maybe doesn't know. Um, Flip Burger is a place, I don't know if it's just in Atlanta, but I don't know yeah, if you knew I this. I haven't
0: seen one over where we're okay.
1: at. I think there's two in the city, maybe just mm-hmm. one, but I, I don't know if you knew this. But the owner of Flip Burger is one of the original winners of that Top Chef TV show. Like, one of the really well-known chefs. He started that. So I don't know if he's from Atlanta or lives here or what, but he started that place. So it's like, so for everybody out there, it's kind of a high-end burger joint. And you can get all kinds of good shit. Um, I ended up getting a turkey burger. As usual, what'd you get? You got, what'd
0: you get? What'd you I do? got, I, so I'm very about getting the same that I know. No, no, that, you that know what you I, like, I, Yeah, I'll get, I got the, um, barbecue burger, uh, which is, um, Angus beef burger that comes with brisket, um, apple fennel slaw, um, and, uh, apple fennel slaw. Did it come with, yeah, it come with a. It come with a smoked mayo, but I didn't get that because I don't <laughs> like mayo. Um. Nothing, nothing
1: wrong with that. Nothing wrong with
0: that. Yeah, typically I would get it well done, but for the option that we got, because it came with fries, they have two different options where you either get it by itself and then get extra a charge, mm-hmm. charge extra for fries, and that's where you could have made the choice of picking well done. But because we didn't, I honestly don't know how they prepare it regularly, but however it's prepared regularly is how I got it. Either way though, I was uh happy because I also had I think it had cheese on it. Uh um it okay. was great. I mean I was I was happy I got fries as well. Um also we went to Starbucks yesterday too and, and... I got a caramel ribbon crunch uh frappuccino the tall size which is the smallest size that you can get and Simon what did you get? I just got. I got my
1: normal uh, green tea, the hot tea with with honey in it. But the cool thing is, well, I should say this. Now, while these things normally wouldn't sound so uh, like, oh shit, we did this, but in in uh quarantine pandemic times, uh, to go out to a Starbucks and to do yeah. stuff is like is a nice little. There
0: was nobody there. there. There was is no one there.
1: What's crazy is. And even yesterday, remember when I said, oh, during the week, it's pretty busy. I went there this morning, it was empty as well. So I'm like, what the hell is-? well. Really? Maybe people have a day off, I don't know. Anyway, uh, but we got together. I, what, what I didn't know, by the way, uh, just to backtrack, I didn't know that the burger, like what you got was a burger with brisket on it. So it was a burger and, okay. That's awesome. Okay, because I thought at first, because when you're like, oh, it's called a barbecue burger or whatever, I was like, oh, so maybe it's just a burger with barbecue sauce, but then I realized what you said just now. It's like, oh, there was brisket on it, so it's barbecue brisket on.
0: Uh, uh, Okay, dang. It's pretty.
1: You may not have to eat for like a day or so,
0: because
1: what's funny is last night I ate dinner, because we ate lunch a little bit late, at least for me. So I usually eat about 1, and we ate about 3, 3.30. And I ate dinner at 8 o'clock, and I felt like, you know that feeling after you eat Thanksgiving dinner, and you're like, I'm just mm-hmm. done, I'm never eating again? You know what I mean? Yes. Mm-hmm. About 8.30 or 9 o'clock, that's how I felt. I was like, I'm never eating yeah. again. I was just laid out in my chair, like, I'm like, I'm done. I was even on IG Live last night, 10 to 11, and I was, like, I didn't even know what to talk about. We had a good time on there, though. It was just funny. I was like, I just need to take a nap. Um, Wait, yeah. Anyway, but uh, let's, uh, how about we get this party started? Yes,
0: just like the black eyed peas.
1: Yo, 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 and yo, it's Simon Ella. This is Jay. It's the Two Games Walking to a Bar podcast, brought to you via Zoom again, but also as usual via the Anchor app. Go to anchor.fm to record, edit, and distribute your own podcast through their desktop app or the app on the phone, right? And uh, as we always say, now when you're born, you get two things. You get a social security number, and you get a podcast, so get you a podcast jay who produces this podcast
0: that's
1: right uh okay so we hung out yesterday we established that um what i think we've both been busy what have you been working on i'll tell you about what i've been working on but let's let's do a little business recap what have you been what you been doing? I've,
0: been, I've been busy getting placements, <laughs> I mean, not to yeah. hide myself, but, but I've been, you know. A lot of... That was the
1: most casual way to put it. you're like, i am getting placements. Huh?
0: Yeah, oh, oh yeah, so I mean, that person I told you, uh, that didn't necessarily pan out, there were just some discrepancies that were going on with that situation, you know how the music business goes. I'm still I'm still happy because I still got a song with that person regardless if that situation was gonna go through or not. So um it just it wasn't gonna fit for the guy that I'm working with, the management, so whatever. So uh but outside of that, yo, great I've been getting placements. I've been really fortunate. Um things I can talk about are I just did um a shoot for a um hair company. Uh, called Kaleidoscope Hair Products, so I will be. And one of their social media, or I guess, videos that they're gonna be putting out there. Um, I had a, a speaking role in there because I'm getting into the acting world, I suppose. Uh, you know. Yes. <laughs> yes. And I can't I'm, wait to see uh, that. No. Modeling, whatever you want to say. And, uh, so, oh, I'm doing that. And then I had another opportunity that I cannot speak on because uh, I signed an agreement. <laughs> uh, so, um, but, and I was you I can't speak with that. I am so excited about, I mean, truly, truly grateful. Uh, I'll be happy when everybody, when it can be revealed to what it is that I did, but, um, yeah, so that's all I can say about that. But other than that, I've really been working um, just uh, on make, making the best beats I can, you know what I mean? Uh, I've really been Uh, something i didn't actually tell you this my granddad uh when i was younger a while ago he bought me a guitar a kid's guitar so i want to start teaching myself how to play and you know once i get into something i'm gonna like fucking do it until i Mm -hmm. become really good at it so i'm gonna start teaching myself how to play the guitar because you know i love guitar anyway so i'd love to get really good at it and you know figure that out. Um, and then I've also been practicing my piano skills. Uh, okay. I played Simon at beat, beat yesterday uh, that I told him that I kind of did a little something on I was like you know I'm, I'm, I'm working on it. Like so. getting, getting
1: the skills, improving the skills.
0: Yeah improving the yeah, yeah. skills is always nice but that's what I've been doing just getting placements so y'all get ready to see my name. And lights, uh, but you know, just get ready to hear that beat tag all over the place. Cause it's right, not right. Like, I think, how,
1: I think, what have you been I, doing? I will start. Well, I will let you know in one second, but I, I think that for modern day, I think, uh, hearing the beat tag is basically seeing your name in lights, you know what yes. I mean? That's 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 the uh, the the, the oh, I, I may have made it uh, thing, you know, um. Also, a shout-out by the right person that you didn't ask for. That's always a big one, too. Um, Which, I mean, shout-outs from people that you didn't expect are pretty dope. Or Mm -hmm. you've been in a situation, right, where someone you admired liked something you did and they didn't even know it was you. You know what I'm saying? Mm Do you know what I mean? Like, if you did something for an artist... Is somebody you admire like their post or like the song? You are like, holy oh, shit, like that's amazing. Um, these are always good no. things. Um, as far as me, here is the weird thing about what we've been doing. I also worked on something that mm. I had to sign an NDA for. Yo, no, that too
0: special when you got to sign up.
1: I know, and I and I don't know what's going on with that yet. Like, I can't. even, by the way, even if I found out. Today, if it's going through, I still can't talk about it. Like, I can't talk about it until it actually does what oh, no. it's going to do. Okay. Well, yes. And um, that's all I can say without incriminating myself. So, um, but yeah, I worked on that. Uh, working on some new K though. is working mm-hmm. on an EP um, and also a couple of singles, some stuff you and I produced. Um, yep. And... Pat, uh, see Patrick post jumped on some stuff with us that I've been working on. Um, man, is this a lot of, you know, a lot of stuff, a lot of stuff. Um, I worked on, I guess I can say this because I assume it's going to come out, but I, I mixed a, um, I mixed part of a song with this group called Lotus a couple of weeks ago, L-O-D-I-S. These two DJs out of, um, out of Austin, Texas, so they collabed with a, a guy named Josh Rubin, who I've been mixing a lot for over the past year, so he did a song with them, they're kind of like EDM producers, you know, where they get like a guest vocalist, and you know, oh, yeah, people like do Disclosure, that.
0: like Disclosure, does Right, so
1: they're like basically the artist, because it's their song, their music, but they get right. a guest singer to be on there. yeah, so Josh jumps on the song, and they had me mix his vocals, because... Josh likes how I mix his vocals. And um, the one you like played
0: the, me? The one I played you? The one I, I, I played you?
1: Yet. Um, I didn't oh, play that a different one.
0: Remember oh yes, yes, you yes. yes. Remember I played one yes. live?
1: Yes. That that is called uh broken, I think. But yeah. they are working on new material. So the only thing I can say is what I've done is I mixed another song for them over the weekend. It's really dope. Um, I really like these like these young artists that have a marketing plan and some kind of vision for what they're doing. Because if you look at their internet, like or their social media presence, they have a identity. Do you know what I mean? Right. Like their branding is really good. And those are the kind of people I think that most people should aspire to work with and aspire to be like, Because we have a plan on following through. And when somebody sees something, you know, they know it's you or they know you're coming with something um, high quality. It's like we've been, you know, us using uh, Tim uh, Kelly for our graphics for Mm KVZO. You know, he's kind of created this look for. Yeah,
0: for for KVZO. Right. So
1: when KVZO puts something out, it's like, oh, you know, it's KVZO. You can even just yeah. look at it and go, "Oh, yeah, I can tell that's,
0: that's it. You. um yeah.
1: exactly, so so that's pretty dope. um, I, you know, I know we always talk about um we always talk about something related to accessibility, and I kind of hesitated, well, I should not say it, I hesitated, I just got lazy, and didn't think about it until today, and I was like, what could we talk about?" But then I remember yesterday you and I were talking about shoes, because we we both like shoes. So yes, it made me think. I used to buy shoes from Zappos. Have you ever used
0: Zappos? Whatever, yeah. Whatever happened though? I feel like I don't use
1: it now for some reason. I don't. I mean, well, maybe just haven't bought shoes lately. But you did come over with some dope shoes yesterday. I will say that. So, um. But I know that um, Zappos, and they are one of the first companies I've seen do this. They have a branch called Zappos Adaptive. And they actually make clothing for people with disabilities. So, um, you know, things that people may not think about, you know, some people may have a hard time with buttons or with tying their shoes. So they do things like with Velcro, you know, different, like just so many different uh, ways to approach clothing so that people, not, I think my only, cause here's, here's the crazy thing, and we've talked about this before, we have to buy small clothes. Now, Yeah. the thing about buying small clothes is a lot of times they're made for kids. Now, you yeah. and I don't wanna roll around with a Sesame Street t-shirt on. Well, yeah. I mean, I, we might. I might do it if it's like a Cookie Monster t-shirt. Okay. But but for the most part, like even shoes, like what if we want a nice pair of shoes? Like, you know, of course you can buy some brands, um, definitely luxury brands make kid sizes, but they're pretty damn expensive. But a lot of the kid's shoes look like kid's shoes, you know? So Zappos Adaptive seems to be making a lot of headway in that direction as far as like, um, making things look stylish and also like, okay, maybe someone may not have the use of their hands or, or whatever. They may be, they may be an amputee or something, you know what I mean? And, but they have, a uh, clothing to accommodate a lot of people. So by the way, we do not get paid to endorse them or whatever. Uh, I just think that if it's- If you cool. want to pay us, Please. We could definitely endorse, but I think that uh, the fact that they're making headway, you know, into that world and uh, making things for—I I think it's cool because I think I would have been stoked to have that when I was a kid. Because especially right. when when you, I think when it's most dangerous—I like how to say dangerous—is think about when you're a teenager, like when people start, you know, giving you shit or not having cool clothes?
0: Do you know what I mean? I don't mean? think I ever had that problem. But I guess, yeah. Like, oh, I see shit, that. okay. I did. I no, did. I mean, I just mean, so I don't remember anyone making fun of my clothes, but I mean, also, I... We, we grew up differently, so my parents, I always kind of had, like, the, I don't want to say latest, like, trends or whatever, I mean, but I wasn't, I wasn't wearing stuff that was, like, super out of the, I guess norm for most people around my age I guess
1: yeah I definitely was wearing some you know Walmart um clothes
0: we just had different mm-hmm. upbringings you know and situations financially so yeah I was wearing <laughs> like Abercrombie and shit like that <laughs> yeah definitely didn't have that we might have had like
1: McDonald's
0: yo know, but fucking Abercrom. Well, Walmart, first of all, is fucking great. They have a lot of good shit. I've gotten some shit now. from Walmart with uh, shirts. So, I mean, people can suck it, honestly, because I think Walmart's got some fire shit for a good price. I think, uh, I,
1: but... I think it's, a, well, and what I, what I meant to say, like, I didn't, I didn't get teased when I was in school. But oh, I think it's just, but I, but I think it's, like, when you can't get those things, because my family, we just didn't have money, you feel self-conscious. Like, like you know, I was like a kid that are, like, wore... I, yeah, I was the kid that had like the T-shirt from Kmart right. that had like a skateboarder right. and it just said skateboard on it. You know, it was like, right. you know, it's all my family could get. We couldn't afford the uh, the actual name brand, you know, skateboarding company clothing. So you you got what you got. So, um, but yeah, I've I heard that from a lot of people. Even um, but it really pertains. Quite a bit to shoes i know we always go back to shoes but and we've actually talked about it on this podcast before is mm-hmm. shoes are always a weird thing because a lot of times they weren't making uh cool kids shoes there's like either you're yeah. you look like a toddler you know with your shoes or you know or you actually you didn't have a choice it's like i think when i was growing <laughs> up too I I love shoes so much. All I wanted was a pair of cool skateboard shoes and they just didn't have them. They didn't have them. By the way, we're about to bring in a special guest. Surprise, surprise. Are you ready to bring him in? Yeah. I don't think you met John, so we're about to bring him in. It's my friend John Cunis. Surprise, surprise, we got guests now. So we're bringing them in. Yo. What up? What up, man? Hey, hey, hey. Hey, hey, Yo, hey.
0: Yo, what's going on? Nice to meet you.
2: Nice so, to meet
1: you. I've heard a lot about you.
2: Jay, Hopefully John, you. John, Jay.
1: Uh, John, is it is it just Kunis or do we call you John Kunis? What are you professionally known as?
2: If I'm making your music, you can call me John Kunis, but if it's my okay. music,
1: we drop the John. Okay, okay. Good to know, good to know okay so yeah jay and john y'all I haven't met but uh i've been kind of mentoring um Jay, a.k.a mini producer for a few years and then uh what do you do mini and-
0: producer oh um i'm joking I i'm in- joking it's in the name <laughs> <I was> like, <laughs> bad joke
1: bad joke like All well funny even no that was funny that was funny um so I met, I met John, when did we meet, like, 2014?
2: Yeah, right when I was graduating my music business program at University of Georgia. I went to the yeah. teacher, like, in charge of the program, and I'm like, I have no I mean, idea Bruce what Burst. to do. You know, here's my songs. Can you introduce me to someone? Yeah. No, you were.
1: Was it Bruce Birch, or who was it? It was, uh, it was uh, David Barbie. David Barbie. Yeah, okay, okay. Cool. So, yeah, for everybody out there who doesn't know, I, I, I had the opportunity to speak at the UGA Music Business Department a couple of times. And, uh, yeah, it was weird that we met. I think, I don't know how you hit me up. I really don't. Um, but, anyway, I, I want to tell the flattering story because, uh, John, I think you came over to my house. And I was, I'm always skeptical. I totally admit that. I'm skeptical in this bit. You, yes, you are. So when somebody says, we got to meet, I'm always like, I don't know about that. I don't know about this. Rightfully so. Yeah, yeah. I mean, like not big, ready. We, right. But you came over, John came over and you, you just had like, you had all this really good music and I could tell, you know, I think any producer, anybody in this business has been in it a while knows when you meet someone, almost like a kind of a kindred spirit kind of thing. I think John, I think we clicked right away. I feel like we did. And we were like, oh, we could be like best friends. I kinda remember saying that. <laughs> but, like we we could hang out. Um and we ended up working on some things pretty pretty much right away, right? Then we just kinda start working on the songs you had. Yeah, that we time? did
2: yeah, right away. You know it's funny, none of those songs I played you when I first met you ever came out. <laughs> <laughs> That's there's crazy. a lesson to
1: be learned there yeah that happens that happens um well you know i wanted to you know we 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 bring artists on once in a while and um, we're trying to do it more regularly and you know jay being a producer you know who's quite young uh you know john you're kind of in the middle of us um experience and age wise um and you know we The cool thing about me and Jay having this podcast is we're looking at being, a you know, we talk about all kinds of stuff, obviously, but one thing we always touch base or kind of touch a middle ground on is being a producer from two different angles because being super young, being a producer is so much different than being my age and being a producer is like these two different schools of thought, you know what I mean? And how it's approached and you're right in the middle of it and I, I do want to talk about you know your music and also your work so how would you describe yourself because I mean obviously I know you're a songwriter and an artist but like how, how do you describe yourself like what's the what's the you know I am this when
2: I like hit up people on Instagram that I like stuff like that I do producer writer producer dash writer produce you know like, instead of singer-songwriter, producer mm-hmm. That's what I said. Okay. I think so people wait, know what's up now, because there's a lot of the Like, when I was first starting out, you know, like, when we first started working together, it was not like that. You either did one or the other, and now it's everyone kind of is
1: forced to do both, or someone else will, you Yeah, know? that is That is kind of true. I think that's one thing that I'm not used to, and uh, I got to be honest, I'm not, like, a huge fan of where everybody's their own producer now, you know? And I'm like, eh, that can can be good if you know what you're doing. Um, You know, and obviously I think you know what you're doing, but I mean, there are a lot of people, I'm not sure if they do. See, once again, this is that old school versus new school thing. Cause like with Jay, AKA Mini Producer, you know, Jay, you send out beats to artists and, you know, Jay's getting like all these artists jumping on his beats and he's got all these songs everywhere which works just as well do you know what i mean yeah as like uh, the way i do it which is you know i only work with a, a select few artists and then you know and, and it's just a different approach um what well i know you're writing with a bunch of people like who have you been writing for in the past you know couple of years that you're really you know proud of or like excited about or things we may have heard and things we may not have heard yet
2: um you know before i say that just you got me thinking about something about Wait. old school versus new school i just don't want to yes. forget um this is something i learned in music business school you know most of the stuff i learned then is completely obsolete you know if you get any of the books for music business make sure you get the current one but yes. um, <laughs> yeah. it's economics like yeah, you could say it's old school, new school, and different like ways of thought. But I think when it comes down to it, it's like before there were very few people that could afford to make music or have you know be in that have that opportunity. And because it, all the equipment was expensive, the barrier to entry, it was there was just less people, and you just couldn't do everything because you just literally couldn't. Now any you know twelve year old kid with GarageBand has both. And if you're making an album with someone, it's much cheaper to just have one guy than it is. And a lot that ties into your question is a lot of artists I work with, you know, I don't know if I would get those gigs necessarily, or in the beginning, if I would have gotten them, if we would have had to hire three people, because especially when I was first, first getting, getting like somewhere real, you're doing in bedrooms, you know, like Mm -hmm. like either in my apartment we'd set up like a PVC pipe blanket booth, which by the way, I still swear by sounds just as good as any other booth. You I know, had one you, in my
1: apartment like
2: last month. Exactly. You know, or like I, I went to Nashville for a while and, you know, to work with this one artist and we like set up shop in his apartment. And because, you know, I could just stay there for like a week at a time here and there. And that's how we're able to make all that stuff. So, Right. You know, I, I think that's kind of where it comes from, but but there is something to be said that if you could can have a bunch of different people doing everything and hyper focus and make it the best that you know that that might maybe might be the best way. Um, okay, to answer your question about who am I working with? Yes. Um, you know, we've, I didn't really have anyone show me. Like when I was seventeen, I like interned for this engineer but like learning engineer stuff, which is pretty useless to me now. I mean, literally nothing. I know how to engineer with, you know, my Apogee, but that's about it. Um, No one really showed me. And, you know, you were like the first and the only for a while of anyone I knew who was like really in the music business or making any kind of money or, you know, could call it their job. Um, So I had to make... It myself. I, the people weren't going to come to me because, you know, I was just starting to put out songs, but there, there wasn't like Spotify playlisting and all that stuff like you have now. It's It was very hard to get your name out there without a lot of money or backing or something. So I just, through word of mouth, like found people myself and like, you could say developed them. And right. like, I wasn't going to find someone who was completely developed and it was so good and all the already, because you know, I just didn't have the way to prove myself yet. So instead I found people who maybe had some success and had, you know, they had the talent and, you know they've had enough success that it's worth my time to go in and I could see the potential and I would kind of develop them. Like early on, um, like right now he's in the other room, uh, Richie Nuz, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. we We have the studio together. Yeah, shout out to Richie. It was actually just his birthday. Is it? Is it today? It was a few days ago. A few days ago. Oh, I think I texted him or something.
1: You okay.
2: know, he he was a um a model, in LA, I and I was like, imagining... Dude, but he was in that he was in that
1: uh the video, what, yeah, he's the, in a bunch of, of Katy Perry. Is the
2: Perry? <laughs> yeah. Yes. That's, um, and I found him, and he's like had a ridiculous. You know, he like won some contest for being really attractive in a magazine <laughs> and he got to open for Kendrick Lamar. And That's dope. Okay. I was with my other friends at a, um, a Jewish like singles event in Atlanta, which is like, mm-hmm. Atlanta has Jews, but it's not the biggest community. So it was not a very fun it's been said many times event. Yeah. Um, so his friend was like, yo, I have this friend who's at an after party from this kid who just opened for Kendrick Lamar and all these. So we went there. It was just a friend of a friend of a friend. And I met him there and I told him, you know, what I do. And he had an after party at his house and I played him some songs with, he had his other producer at the time. And, um, and then when we started working together, I heard what he was doing. And clearly there was talent there, but it was definitely not developed. Like there was the direction, all that stuff, you know, right. he'll be the first to admit he didn't really, you know, and then we started working on the, brand, the image, and then the sound and the songs. And it was two, almost three years before he put out a single song. And now he put out yeah. a bunch of songs and thank God, you know, they're doing pretty well. Yeah. Um, there's a few, like there was this uh, singer, Casey Durhack in Nashville. That mm-hmm. was the same thing. He had, had one song he did, you know, Nashville, if you wanted to record a song, you know, let's say eight years ago or some five years ago, you would go to one of these studios that had a band in the studio already. Right, they, have they, have guys. These, they have charts in Nashville like if you want to record, yeah. if you want to get a musician to play for you you have to give them number charts which is a system like no one else uses but he would he went in and did a song with them like real quick and that song actually did pretty well you know he had, mm-hmm. he, had he got a nice little following from that uh, yeah. and he's like a writer wrote a couple of big songs but he never could follow it up and never build a career and I saw the potential and you know Developed it and developed it and now right. about to put out his second um, EP and oh. and you know that's also doing pretty well um, and then there's another artist Jordan uh, Ethan mm-hmm. who same thing found him when he was 16 my manager actually found him and he came over like 16 year old kid with songs his dad dropped him off you know to see if he could trust us and and um, I developed him raw talent you know like mm-hmm. he just didn't know what he was doing. It just came out. And now it's like t- almost three years later and he, we just started putting out songs, you know, and he's also doing really well. Like, because before we just started putting him out, we got the whole thing right. You know, make sure, because there's so much music out there. And if it's, if like, you know, there's two schools of thought and, and really there's a third one that I'm coming to realize. There's yeah. just putting out as much material as you can, which, yeah. right, which in this age is... <laughs> can work pretty well, okay, but yeah. unless you're like, it's one thing if you're talented, but if you're like, some people are so freakishly talented that they just, it comes out perfect, like right away, you know, they don't need to be mm-hmm. developed. And that's like less than 0.0001% of people. So for someone yes, like sure. this kid, Jordan, you know, I saw the talent, he just needed someone. I wish I had had that when I was, you know, 16, when I found him and, yeah. and, that like yes, you need the third I see there's a third option because you need to put out a lot of songs, but right. they also need to be better they need to be better than everyone else, or no one's gonna care, so that's right. a tough thing
1: it's like yes there's I, superior yeah I was gonna say and and you know the world um jay, and obviously if you have any questions, please feel free but but you know even the world that that you know um you youtube have both come into is that world. And I'm actually learning that even with an artist that I've been developing is, he had all this good music, but he was holding on to it for no reason. I was like, this is, what's kind of how I felt about you when I met you, John, you had all this. There's so many good artists that tend to hold onto their music out of sheer either insecurity or not sure. Like, I don't know if I want people to hear this. And it's like, what are you talking about? Like, cause I've been in this business for 20 years and I hear people all the time that are way more arrogant and are not as talented, but they're, you know what I mean? where they're like so sure of themselves and they're releasing things, which is okay. But then I meet so many people that are just so talented and they're like, I don't know if people, I don't know if this is ready yet. I'm like, oh my gosh, like, what are you doing? Like, you know, you're holding yourself back, but I think those, those things can work. And, And. what I've always said from the beginning, and I said this—I mean, probably like twelve, thirteen years ago, when I first moved to Atlanta. It's weird to say that, but the first summer I was in Atlanta, I was on a music panel at Georgia State, and I said even back then, before social media really kicked off, I said this is going to be the greatest era of of music because you guys are coming into an era where, when I first started, you needed an A and R to like what you were doing. I used to send music to a R's like that I knew or, or go meet with them in New York and it was tough because they were like eh, 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 eh. and this is all good stuff but they had to make quotas they had to make sales so they had to go with short things and so you have this barrier of entry talk about a barrier of entry then it's just one gatekeeper you know what I mean yeah. that can open the door or not and now the beauty is there's zero people between you and your, your potential plans you know what i mean and whether and by the way it's, it's crazy because i think the the benefit that you know and i mp you you and i have talked about that uh, this quite a bit is when you're in a wheelchair you're like a small person that has some personality it's like almost a catch-22 because you know you can get attention through social media but it has to be backed up with real talent or people are just yeah. be like, "That's bullshit." You know what I mean? Because this is one of the first things that we talked about when the Jay like. And by the way, just just so y'all know, what's funny is, and I say y'all to the audience, is that when Jay Jay when you hit me up wasn't it on like Facebook?
0: It, yeah, four Jay years ago. Well, Jay well,
1: like years about, ago. I don't know. Yes, Jay
0: might not even be four now. Whatever. Many.
1: But years here's ago. a here's a weird thing. Jay met me like most people did and said, yeah, I messaged you years ago and you ignored me. And I'm like, holy shit, I was due. And then somebody else sent me a video of you um, that was some interview. And I was like, oh shit, this person's got OI. Like me, they they go to Kennesaw State? What the hell? It was like nuts. And I hit you up. I'm like, okay, we need to talk. Because what they were doing was, I felt like they were pushing the wheelchair thing too much. And John, you know me yeah. really well. That shit drives me nuts because if it gets me in the door, sure. But you know, we didn't work together because I'm in a wheelchair. Because that would be just weird. But um, at least I don't think we work together because I'm in a wheelchair. Yeah, I uh, think
0: you I think oh more so with my uh, kind of like what John's been talking about, like develop developing. Because like, I mean, you can attest to this. I changed a lot in a year. I mean, especially my work ethic and also diversifying my sound um, because when we first mm-hmm. met i mean my beats were not terrible but they definitely were not where they've gone to now uh, right. and i mean that shows just that just shows in the placements that i've gotten i mean as well because when we met i didn't have any placements really i don't think so i don't think when we met i had really done not any, not anything to the level substantial. Yeah. Yeah. yeah so i mean you know you've even from a producer to producer you've uh done that development as well in regards to same with being an artist you know what i mean kind of just sharing different things and showing me a different way to kind of maybe look at things in regards to how i navigate because i also right. you know i've also been in the influencer space too so you've had to do, develop that too outside of the just producers yes you know what i mean so yeah because as
1: they No, your other you know this, all credit to you i mean that I think some people just help reveal uh, the good stuff in other people. I'm not doing it um, directly, uh, but I hadn't thought about that because, um, you know, both of you two, I, I think what's interesting is we are seeing t- two different producers working from two different angles that seem right. to work, because, you know, there's a development game and, you know and it's not even a good or bad I think you would agree John there's no right. good or bad there's just these different ways of looking at it and and at least the genres that you're working in uh, Jay it is more um, you know people are getting beats and they're almost like mixtape style things but you get s- such a sheer number of sales beat sales that there are a handful of bigger named artists that jump on. The song, you know, Jay just had a song with Tiffany Evans, you know, and um, this is, uh, is it Yahtzee?
0: Is that the name of the artist from? Uh, so the the bigger artist, so I have a song that's uh, with an independent artist named Kushan Woods featuring Tiffany Evans called Energy. Right. And then another song that just recently came out, Yahtzee featuring Young Blue. And Young Blue, if you uh, don't know who he is, he had a song with uh, Jay called your are Still Minds. A pretty popular and an artist in the yeah. hip hop
1: space. He had a song with Fred the Godson as well,
0: yeah. Um, uh, we I you had a, asked song a Fred couple months ago, so yeah, uh, Miss Money Official and Fred the Godson, yep.
1: but but so here's what I'm saying, and, and John, I, I I, know you have some artists that you're like, here's what I'm saying, I'm not, I'm not, it came out weird, I'm not trying to pit people, but I'm showing the two different directions. Where these things work because as far as like even with richie and your new artist um what is your new artist name again john i always forget jordan ethan you said jordan, jordan ethan
2: and there's another uh kid cole norton that i started working with that's um, okay i'm pretty if you
1: guys check him out if you haven't heard him
2: please well i'm gonna have you mention
1: everybody again before we get out of here but then but that in a weird well not in a weird way this is what i kind of wanted to bring up during this podcast today was knowing both of you very well and that you have two different styles. I think actually there's three of us in here that have three different styles of I don't really, I don't want to even say just working with artists because John, you and I definitely work more directly with artists, but also there's a whole there's a whole world of producers and beat makers oh yeah. That, you know, don't work as much directly with the artist. Doesn't um I don't, I don't think it makes it any less valid. Um, it's just a different world. Um, there are these different sub worlds going on within the music industry. What um, What do you, okay. I like to ask everyone this, because I think this is a strength. As a producer, John, what do you feel is your weakness? Because I think you are a fantastic writer, a great arranger, a great producer, but that's what I know about you, but we are always our toughest critic. So what do you feel like is your weakness um, when it comes to being a producer or writer? Uh,
2: you know, I think you kind of just said it there, trying to do all those things. Um, and I like doing all those things a lot and I can, but it's just gonna take a long time. So, you know, also that I grew up like being obsessed with Max Martin, like. I my yes. first tape this is back when before CDs my first tape was a uh, Britney Spears baby one more time and I would read mm-hmm. the liner notes in the back you know look up Max Martin and then all his protégés Dr. Luke and then uh uh Benny Blanco and that was the kind of music that I loved but like mm-hmm. if you've heard those songs you should, if you don't if you're listening you don't know these people are look up who they've who they've done songs for these are big sounding songs with hundreds and hundreds yeah. of tracks like 300 tracks easy Um, but they're also working with huge teams so that's maybe my weakness is I've always tried to do that style because it's what I love Um, and it's what I know but then Mm -hmm. it takes up a lot of time and you know I'm looking on Spotify and you know becoming friends with all these other producers that now that do a much simpler kind of sound like that Spotify kind of I don't want to say bedroom pop but that's kind of what it is style mm-hmm. where it's a good name for it. yeah. simpler you know and it's almost like a template like they can just do um and it's hard for me like if i hear something to make it better or whatever i can't it's like you know i have ocd so that's one of my them is i really can't stop myself um yes so that's it like i have a lot of songs that are not out yet with my own songs too and mm-hmm. um you know that's it just like It is is trying to do everything in a style that is meant for a lot of people not just one I think that's that's my biggest weakness so like
1: yeah creating a I mean as long as I've known you um yes definitely you like the more tracks the better um I always remember that about working with you
0: I don't uh,
2: know. I don't, that's, I don't know if that's true. If, I know. Anything, I mess
1: with you. I am messing with you. If
2: anything, the less tracks, the better. <laughs> but I, I like the
1: style. That's a lot of tracks. That's, true. that's what I was. That's what I meant. Like I think you You're. That that may have been an aspiration. I mean, by the way, it was for me. I mean, I had songs with artists that were. I was at um, Zach or well now it's Astro, but one of the first things Tony Terban mixed for me was 88 vocal tracks. You know, on a pop song normal. I did, I
0: normal. know, and that's
1: and and it used up the whole SSL in the back because I wasn't even the beat, right. so that was just vocals. Um, but I think there there is such a you know, you know, when you're, I don't know, there can be a less is more, but sometimes there is a cool thing about uh, the wall of sound, uh, you know, as the term may be, and I think they both have their
2: he just their died, place. Actually.
1: I know, yeah. I know, I heard about that. Um, but you know, uh, I like that you said bedroom pop because it's really what it, I think. I think now there's bedroom rap. I think when you say so, Jay, like think about how many artists we've all worked with that are probably recording vocals in their bedroom, or you know, not all of them, yeah. but I would think quite a few. I mean, if you saw my video, I think I sent you the video, John. Tony set up a booth in my dining room, you know. Like, especially in times like now, I think it's weird how this, this you know, at home production, writing, recording thing kind of has been building up in the past year has just been an environment for it. I wouldn't want to say a perfect environment because it sucks under that circumstance. But it, you know, like you said earlier, Jonathan, uh, people have access now, you know, whether people like it or mm-hmm. not, you know, I will I will say this, just me being the old head in the room here is I admit that it's a good and a bad thing because when it's accessible to everyone, it's accessible to everyone, which means you're definitely got people that are not that great saying, oh, I'm great. And it's like, I don't know about that. It's like, I know your grandma says that you can sing, but uh, I don't know. I mean, Even
2: worse is famous people who are not famous for songs you know,
1: then they have a platform too, that's Yeah, I'm going to put out a song because I'm on a TV show or I'm, I do this or that or yeah, that's like, yeah, so. well, I think I think it is that thing where especially now people feel like they can dabble in anything you know, they're mm-hmm. like, well, why can't I have a song? Why can't I be this? Why can't I be a producer? Why can't it's like, I, I don't know, I mean there's probably a bit of a snobbery to it but I think there always will be it's art, you know there's always going to be a bit of a snobbery. Is that a word? Maybe that's the name of the podcast. Snobbery. <laughs> this episode is going to be called snobbery with John. It's Kingdom. true
2: though. You really can. Like anyone can do. You know, like um, uh. I you know, I was talking to a manager the other day, and his biggest client is this TikTok artist that mm-hmm. never made songs with anyone. Just a kid in Canada, alone in his room making like the simplest like five track beats putting on all the presets to master it um you know just taking little samples of sounds from like tiktok videos and and he just signed like a record deal with a huge label and he's like crushing it and and never you know like like you really anyone really can do it and there's an there's people are not just listening to Twenty artists anymore, like they used to. To buy a CD, people are listening to so much music. There's enough to go around. You know, it's kind of it's
1: true. Yeah. yeah. No, I'm saying that, that is true. That's that's a really that's a really good point. There's also a there's also I uh, I I can't remember his name. I'm horrible with names. But I saw this young kid on um, TikTok. He's from Tennessee. Um, but he might be what people call a plant. As they say, you never know. There's always that sus- suspicion that he's a plant. But he is a great singer, country singer. And he had this thing blow up on TikTok. And what do you know? He has a TikTok. Well, I'm moving to Nashville. Because he got a record deal with like Sony or something. You know, and it's like, this is how, it's just a new era of the industry. It's really, I don't want to say it's not any, it, it's not different. It's just evolving. It really is evolving into this, other thing where you know anybody can do it from the comfort of their own home you know um and the best song
2: wins that's that's what i do like about it right yeah except for country
1: except for country i feel like
2: they still control the labels and the radio they still have full control
1: yeah we'll get we'll do our whole we'll do a whole podcast series on the politics of the industry i'm kidding um you should okay But let's do this because we're about to wrap things up. But first, like, is there anything, Johnny, that you want to plug that you have coming out that you have had come out recently? Like anything you want to plug? Definitely. Um, I just put
2: out my first song since pandemic started. It's been a year. Um, You know, we used to put out a bunch of songs and all these things, but then I kind of stopped doing the artist thing for a while, you know. Um, Mm -hmm. But then... You know, last year I was like, why not? I was working on a song with someone and he's like, you know, you're singing a little bit on this, kind of throw your name on, you know, and then I started doing that and then I put out one of my own songs and, um, but then pandemic happened and, you know, but yeah. um, I'm starting again. I got a bunch of new songs. Then first one, Let It Go just came out uh, yeah. last week. So please check that out. Kunis, Let It Go. Um, and then yeah, I got I got new ones coming out every six to eight weeks, so I'm definitely uh, you okay. know keep an eye out if you've heard it. And then what else do I have? I had two a song just come out with that kid Jordan Ethan. It's our second okay. song. Um, oh. It's called Down in Flames. Actually, the first thing I ever did with him when he was 16, and uh, in, he posted a demo of it on TikTok because he started getting attention on TikTok doing covers. Yeah. And he built his fan base and he like posted a demo of it on SoundCloud and linked it to TikTok and people just started listening to it. So we're like, whatever. Yeah. I, I mixed it. Like spent like a few hours and did a quickie mix and put it out and uh, it's doing really well. So to go check that yeah. out down in flames. We have an, also with him a new song coming out um, called envy me. It's going to, it's coming out, I think in three weeks. But yeah. Check that out on his TikTok. Uh, Jordan, Ethan. What else? Oh yeah. There's that kid cold Norton. I was telling you about mm-hmm. a very talented, uh, youngster from Canada. Uh, we've been actually never met him in real life, which, you know, say what you want about the pandemic. I've worked with right. a few people that I, that maybe I wouldn't have been able to work with either. You know, they wouldn't have been able to get there geographically or, mm. you know, for what, politics, or whatever reason, but, um, he's one of them. And so we've written a few songs. The first one's going to come out, I think in, uh, four weeks so go check out cole norton keep an eye out for that um what else i've been i've been working with this uh duo called cassette tapes uh we just started we always talked about working together just because we had mutual people um i was going to go to la before the pandemic started and they were you know um but yeah so we've we, we started writing some really dope stuff you know you never know what these things whether they're going to come out or not but um right this one's really good so you know, look out look out in the next six months or so if you still remember what else do i got oh me and richie yeah a bunch of songs coming out soon um but there's a new one coming out with this producer stavros um very very talented he did a uh, big song, I think "All of Me" by A.J. Mitchell. It's like a pretty big song, uh, okay. but we, yeah, we went to his right before pandemic. We went there and wrote something awesome, and uh, you know, hopefully, it's going to be coming out soon. He just sent us uh, one of the final mixes, so I'm excited for that. Did
1: Did Richie play trombone on it?
2: So it. he he plays trombone on most of the stuff, but Good. this one we haven't done it yet. Gotcha. Uh, we probably.
1: We probably will. You know, never heard um, to, to layer something with trombone. On brand. That's what I love about Richie is that people meet him and they're like, oh, he's so cool. Of course, everybody's like, oh, he's so handsome. And then it's like when you add on, you're like, oh, he plays a a trombone. They're like, you've got to be kidding me. Triple like, threat. no, like legit plays a trombone, crazy. Um, well, anyway, so here's how we close it out, John. Um, yeah, please. We asked each other, like, so we're going to ask you first and then we'll we'll close, you'll close it out with us. But if people want to reach out to you or just hear your music, where can they find you on the internet?
2: So if you wanna hear my music, just type Kunis it on Spotify. Um, you know, you'll hear my artist songs. And if you scroll down, there's a playlist called produced by Kunis with, you know, whenever I, I just started doing that this past year. So whenever I have a song come out with an artist, I'll put it up there. Nice. Um, and I started a TikTok over the pandemic. The okay. last few months, I have not been so good at keeping up with it, but uh-huh. uh, I just started making videos again. So go check that out. It's I Am Kunis. Okay. Uh, I do like, you know, I just do, I try to do creative things, you know, as much as I can. I'll, I do like videos where I'll get like uh, Ariana Grande to sing a Blink 182 song and I'll just take little snippets of her voice and kind of tune it and stuff like that. Yes, if, if if anything,
1: Jay, I know I haven't directed you to his TikTok, but you need to look at John's TikTok because of that, because those things are fucking crazy. I'm like, this is a whole lot of work to make something insanely... It's just unique. It's, didn't you do one with Kanye once or something?
2: Yeah, that was the first one I did. Oh, uh, okay. I did Kanye singing... Oh... The Fray, I don't know if you remember them, did a cover uh, of Heartless by Kanye. Uh, yes, that's what it was. So I got Kanye to sing the Fray version, I think it was. I can't remember. It was so long ago. But, Either uh, way. Oh, no, I remember now. It was that uh, It was that really big Tick Sock song. Um, don't stay awake for too long. Yeah, 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 uh, yeah. I got Kanye to sing that one. And then I got Ed Sheeran. That's, Chir- that's what it was. That's what
1: it was. That's what it was. Damn. By the way, uh, just to give props here, uh, Jay's TikTok has been blowing up. Really? Um, yeah, like ridiculous in the past two weeks, isn't it? Jay, you've gone from two yeah, thousand followers to did. eight thousand, and these yeah. bits, like videos are going viral, like getting tens of thousands of views on a couple of them. It's ridiculous. Mini producer, uh, my big yeah, wait, yeah. Is... Uh, well, my, oh, right, my right, right.
0: TikTok is. My TikTok is uh, Mini Producer Official because someone has Mini Producer even though they have zero followers, zero posts, and zero anything. But uh, yeah. So my TikTok though is Mini Producer Official. Um, yeah. I I really just if, if you look at my content, I mean, I've been trying some different things, but the the basis of it is I'm just literally listening to my beats and I just like vibe to them and. Um, one of the videos I did got like 200 has over like 200 and probably like 80k or whatever, close to 300k. Um, and I have over a million video views across all my videos. Um, nice. at the current moment, so yeah, it looks
2: dumb. It's
0: out. TikTok's weird, right? I mean, TikTok is very weird. Like, some things you're like, why would this do well? But
1: hashtags, just,
0: yeah,
1: yeah hashtag. hashtags. I feel like YouTube could probably have like a long discussion about like social media stuff
0: like
1: should yeah 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 for sure um i i i totally messed up the the flow of the ending uh which is i tend to disrupt things like that but john did you get all your contact info out because if so i'm going to throw it to mp to throw out his contact info for sure yeah yeah okay so uh jay where can people find you on the interwebs
0: well you can find me at Future. Uh, across all social media and of course tiktok mini producer official um but yeah and if you want to check out my website where all my beats are it's mini producer.com that's, Get you that's what you gotta do
2: oh you what know i didn't you, tell it, i didn't say where you could find me john kunis Please. on instagram oh. that's oh like, there you DM go me. dm me that's right dm him, send
1: him sexy pictures don't do that actually you got a girlfriend so okay um, or can we not say that? Is that? Are you in a situation where you're like an artist and they go, all right, we're not going to tell people you've got a girlfriend because we want them to think they can have you. You know what I mean? Anyway. No, I'm just putting out songs. We'll
0: see.
1: <laughs> <laughs> anyway, not that anybody asked, but you can find me at Simon Illa, S-I-M-O-N-I-L-L-A, everywhere, pretty much TikTok, Snapchat, uh, Facebook, Instagram, Pornhub, Black Planet, uh, MySpace, everywhere. Simon, Ella, one one thingy. So you guys anyway, have a, an intros and outro song? Hell yeah, we do. Why do you ask? I'm just, you know, You're trying to give us a special one. We I'm we just have curious. One, We when we started this podcast damn near two years ago. Wow. We we just collabed on a beat because we collab on beats. Because like we've several placements together, a couple then a TV placement together. So we, um, we, I don't know, when we just started, we we're like, let's just make a beat for the. So we have like a, it's Thank just you. a generic, you know, two Gimps walk into a bar podcast intro. Do you have a suggestion? The yep. world is open. You ain't got to answer that now. You can tell us later if you have
2: thoughts. Uh, you think you should get a, an announcer, you know?
1: Like, oh, that would be like amazing. Simon Illa, the thriller Manila, you know? Like, oh, that like a, yes, like a, yeah, like and now the one yeah. of those things well if you, here's the thing and if you haven't heard it which is fine because not a lot of people have heard our podcast yet but we have a whole format and and because what we do is our our podcast and, and by the way this is all going in there we have a cold intro where we literally as soon as we connect we just start talking about food because we always talk about food so it's like oh my gosh i had this like sandwich the other day it's just stupid and then we cut and it goes straight to the music and then we start the show, you know what I mean? Love so it. we do have somewhat of a format to it, but you know, we're always about evolving here. So, you know, I like that idea. I mean, we'll t- you want to be the voice of, you need to be the voice of our I podcast. Could try.
2: I don't, I don't have the best announcer voice. <laughs> okay. We definitely know let's some people that do though. Let's just, get Rich, let's just get Richie to
1: do it. Or maybe our,
2: do our, we have some, we have some voiceover friends.
1: Oh yeah. Shit. Yes. Yep. Shim the man, he can do it. Although he's probably, like, exclusive, isn't he? Yeah. Like, she would... He does kind of do it. Oh, okay. <laughs> we'll just ne- give him a different name. You never know. Right. True, true, true. Anyway, uh, as we usually do, we close it out by saying this podcast, obviously, recorded on Zoom, brought to we you. We got to
0: talk about the live. The live. We go live.
1: Oh, yes. Sorry. Yes. I got so hyped. Right. Yeah. Please.
0: Yeah. We go live every Thursday, uh, Simon and I. At 7 p.m. Eastern, and we do a live review for independent artists or producers to submit. And if they want to do a priority review, it's a full review where we listen to the whole thing. That's $20 to Cash up. Uh, and, and Last week was I mean, nuts, or was the week before that? It was insane. No, I think the week before that, it was insane. Yeah, we had, a bunch we had like of paid eight reviews, paid, so paid fucking, reviews in an hour. We had six. We had six. We had six pay oh, reviews. Really? But still, it was, yeah, it was hype. Uh, and so, um, I know because I keep track of everything. Oh yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah. Okay. but ahead. um but Simon he goes live as well. Uh you kinda load it load it down there, right? You know, Sunday, and Wednesday as...
1: every no Sunday, Wednesday every 10 p.m.
0: Yeah, yeah, I used to go every day. And then I go yes. I live stream on Twitch uh on Wednesdays and Fridays at twelve and seven p.m. Mm-hmm. Um and so our our weeks are typically very busy in regards to <laughs> seeing this so long yeah i just want to put that in there because we didn't see that good thinking i'm glad you remembered.
1: but as always you know um this podcast brought to you via anchored go to anchored.fm to get the desktop app or the app on your phone you can record edit and distribute your own podcast that nobody will listen to like ours you know what i mean and like i said every time a baby is born now you get two things a social security number and a podcast so just get it now while the getting's good, okay? So anyway, appreciate y'all hanging out. Share this with your friends. We no longer have enemies. And maybe we do. They're just secret enemies. We don't know. But anyway, John, thank you, man. It's always good to see your face. Um, always good to talk to you, I Jay. Shaved. I just shaved. So you're lucky. I, pre- I, I didn't. See, this is this is how it works. So there's one unshaven person on here. So but anyway, until... Uh, and you can... Uh, shout out yourself but until uh next time this is simon illo this is g this is kunis <laughs> there you go that's great <sighs> and we appreciate y'all checking us out until next time peace peace